Welcome to the Purpose Podcast, our goal for everyone everywhere to follow Jesus. So that includes you and your friends and their friends and everyone else. Let's get deeper. Hey, Purpose people, welcome to the Purpose Podcast, your show for everything Purpose Church. This show is a show to give you a chance to process your Christian life and talk frankly and honestly about what it means to be a Christian in our culture today. We believe that growing people change, and our goal is to give you tools to help you have a deeper and more vibrant relationship with Jesus. So, discussion, books that are helping us, other media you can tune into that can help you grow. We also believe that we are better together. Thank you so much for joining us. It is February 16th, 2017. This is episode one. My name is Jarrett Lemaster, and I am the worship pastor and young adults pastor here at Purpose. And thankfully, it's not just me talking to you today. Joining us originally from Yuba City, Justice Pastor Tomiko and founder and genius behind Everyone Free, our anti-human trafficking ministry, a mother, a wife, whose second son is my biggest fan, Cruz. Tomiko Chacon, everybody. Tomiko, how are you today? I'm awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Good, good. Well, how's it going? How's, how's your week going? Are you doing good? Good. It's doing excellent. Going excellent. Thank you. Well, that's good. That's cool. Anything interesting going on in your life? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well, also joining us today, he's a professor of English at Azusa Pacific University, a father of three ordained by the Presbyterians, so I'm not sure if that really counts, um, has hair that makes me jealous, and a beautiful singing voice. Dr. Caleb Spencer, everyone. Dr. Caleb Spencer! He's actually, you can't see it out there in, in uh, Radioland, but he's whipping his beautiful hair around uh, like, a, like a, uh, a shampoo commercial. It's true. <laughs> What's up, Caleb? How are you? Morning, Jared. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. You sound like you're on NPR. Um, yeah, so where are you from originally? I hail from Portland, Oregon, originally. So. Oh, do you really? And then Chicago for many moons. Chicago, that's yes. really cool. Um, so how did so you are from APU? So um, our listeners may not know you. So are you? Um, tell us about yourself a little bit. Give me give me some interesting stuff. Mm, I uh, work primarily in postmodern literature and film. Mm. So I teach in English, but I also teach in our art program in the MFA in art, and I teach critical issues in art. Um, so I like visual art yeah. and film. Did I mention film? I think yeah, I said something did. about you film already. Film. Uh, and then I also teach uh, in the Honors College where I teach uh, early church fathers and uh, I guess church history theology, sort of. Okay. Church history. I mean, so it's like, Augustine so kind of an Tertullian theologian? Athanasius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I teach amateur theology. <laughs> that's how the Presbyterians ordained me. <laughs> no, that's cool. I feel like an amateur theologian. I am an amateur theologian. I'm not a professional. So, um, no, that's that's really, really cool. Um, so, and you got to APU. You've been at APU for how long now? I am in my fourth academic year, so three and a half years in California. That's cool. And, you know, and it's cool to note, too, that um, Caleb just started – coming here started hanging out with us uh and it's awesome he's a good friend of mine uh, we've been in a bible study together for a couple of years and i always appreciate his input whenever we have bible study so in fact it's like the sane voice in the room a lot of times no comment no <laughs> i'm like caleb what do you think <laughs> i want to hear from you uh so anyway um 
Well, cool. This week is Valentine's Day week. Uh, We're going to be discussing a few things uh, about the sermon from last week. Um, I'm really, really excited uh, to get the show on the road. So let's just get cracking. At Purpose Church, we believe that we are better together. If you're new to Purpose Church or haven't yet, you won't want to miss the opportunity to sign up for Rooted. Rooted is a 10-week small group experience designed to help you connect with God and other people on their journey. During the past two years, over a thousand people have experienced Rooted, and each one has a story of the amazing ways that God has impacted their lives. Let's begin your story. On Sunday morning, find more information at the Connect Center after the service, or go right now to PurposeChurch.com Rooted for more information on how you can go deeper. Also, mention the podcast for a 25% discount on your materials. Get rooted. Okay, so this week we are covering last week's sermon titled, Everyone Designed to Serve. It was preached by Glenn Gunderson. The main passages were Mark 9.35, Colossians 3.23, 1 Peter 4.10. Warning, I repeat, warning, if you weren't there on Sunday, I strongly encourage you to go back and access the archives on the church website so that you can have a better summary than I'm about to give you. Also, some of the views expressed might be controversial, so please feel free to respond in the page. Okay. Also, you will get a better picture of what this sermon was about in the discussion following. Deep breath. Time for the summary. Christians are designed to serve. Who would have thunk? Everyone? I thought we were supposed to come to church on Sunday, raise our hands to worship, listen to a good sermon, and then forget about it. Go live our secular lives steeped in hypocrisy and hedonism, only to wash, rinse, and repeat. What are your first, what are your first impressions, people? Do you remember the sermon from last week? I do. Okay, I so Tamika, what what was your what was your impression of last week's sermon? Um, well, I thought it was excellent. Okay, of course. <laughs> uh, something that Glenn said that stuck out to me, or at least how I remember he said it. So if he didn't say this or say it this way, I apologize. Um, but he was talking about pursuing happiness and how in our culture we a message I think we hear a lot is to um, pursue what we want, to pursue who we want to be. Um, what feels good to us. And I think um, he was talking about how in pursuit of that, we will never be happy. I mean, we're never going to be happy if we bought a brand new truck. It's old and, you know, six weeks and doesn't smell new. And then we want another new truck. Or or I'm sure you can think of many other examples of how you want something or you're pursuing happiness. But really, we're happiest when we are serving because that's how God designed us. Um And so I was thinking about how in John 13, we read about how um, Jesus, this is at the end of his time here on earth, and he's at the the Passover with his disciples, and he models for them what it is to be a servant, and he washes their feet. Mm -hmm. And we use this example all the time when we're talking about service, right? As Jesus, like, literally lowered himself to the place he was he is God, the Son of God, and he lowers himself to be a servant. But then some of his last words to uh, to his disciples, he says in verse thirty four, "A new command I give you: love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another." 
by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm. So I feel like that, to me, that it exemplifies why we should serve. Because if, if as Christians, as his church, if we are pursuing our own desires and our wants, nobody's going to see us as his disciples, right? right? But if we are loving, which which equals service, or we could talk about if it equals service, if we're serving each other, then the world is going to know that we are his disciples and want to join want to join the party. <laughs> Let's join the party. I really like your examples because I just bought a new car. Oh, you did? That has 231,000 oh. miles on it. But it smells like a new car? It smells like, uh, yeah, it smells, but it smells like a new car. That's like saying, yeah. It's but, new to you. Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, he's a freshman, but he reads at a sophomore level. Well, uh, I, you yeah. probably think of the, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is too early to talk about this, but the quotes from... Dr. King that um, oh yeah uh, so let's so if you want to let's see I can read those quotes if you yeah, like do you I have got them here too but go oh ahead. you got them you do it you read them no no I don't have to no I, do it I you just was thinking that when you were talking about that it seems like I, I really appreciate that Glenn's <clears throat> sermons have included Dr. King I, in the times I've been here he's already quoted from him at least four times so that <laughs> that as as an American uh, literature scholar I love it because I just love Dr. King's work so um, the quote that he read on uh, Sunday that seems to speak most directly to this is about sort of the indirect way of seeking happiness um which seemed to be the kind of mm-hmm. you know that that happiness isn't I'm, I'm there's a number of quotes that i like about happiness not being found by being um sought which c.s lewis by the way has has a wonderful one about that do you remember that one wait happiness happiness is a kind of indirect thing rather than it's mm-hmm. not something you get by seeking it it's something you get by seeking something else yes that's right yeah and the four loves he talks about that's it. right he does i read that and um charlie brown has a good one on What's happiness too happiness is Finding a pencil, pizza with sausage, telling the... Do you remember that? No? It's uh, finding a pencil. That's, uh, that's what happiness is. You don't is. use that in your classes, yeah. Caleb, when you're teaching American uh, film. I, I do. <laughs> I do some days. Uh, but happiness is simply finding a pencil. Uh, happiness is finding a pencil. Um, now I'm not finding my quote. Where, where is it? I, now, I, think I just lost it. Oh, wait, wait. All right. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, cool. That's no, cool. Take that's your time. That's not Take it. your time. That's not the one I'm looking for. This one's Everybody good, can be great. Is it that one? <laughs> Everyone can be. I have it. Everyone can be great. Dude, read it, please. Because anyone please. can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You can only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love. Martin Luther King Jr. That's not. Is that the one? Isn't there? Then there's the other one. What's the other one? If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven. I almost said Beethoven. San Dimas High School rules. Do you guys remember that? I, I was actually quoting, um, what do you call it? Uh, Bill and Ted's Great Adventure. Oh, yeah, but I was, I was San also. San Dimas High School Football Rules. I was also doing. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. I was doing the introduction to Beethoven's Fifth. Oh, look at you. Um, you're so smart. Beef Ovens. Dad gun it. Dad gun it. But they called him Beef Oven and Bill and Ted's. Okay, so anyway, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music. Or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. Martin Luther King Jr. Hmm. That's still... That's not what I thought. That's not what I thought it said. (laughs) 
<laughs> Those are the two quotes. There was something I thought that was about how happiness was derived indirectly, not directly. But I think because well, to me, I seem to be talking about. I'll quote Doctor Caleb Spencer and say, "Happiness is derived dire- indirectly, not directly." Well, like pursuing something well. I mean, the Colossians passage that Glenn talked about. Right. Whatever you do in word and deed, do it as unto the Lord. Well, Victor Frankel had a really good quote about that too. Um, which I'm going to look up right now. Man, search your meaning. Man, uh, yeah, but man no, search. That, that you right. would seek uh, to do something well, and that would be what we call happiness rather mm-hmm. than a kind of durable sense of well-being or something like that. I mean, that's a really interesting point, that, that happiness is, is a, it's a, it's a, still may have an affective or an emotional aspect to it, mm-hmm. but it's actually a sort of formal state, like doing what you were made for mm-hmm. and doing it well. Um, rather than which may or may not correlate with like how yeah. you feel like feeling Definitely. i think we we've and not to say there's no aspect of happiness that's a kind of feeling but mm-hmm. but you can i think in the classical sense and in the christian sense you can be happy without actually like the pharrell sense of it right with a big smile on your face i'm happy, happy. i love that you call him pharrell <laughs> the pharrell sense uh if you were technically uh if, you wanted that's to the quote, pharrell sense if i may quote pharrell on this <laughs> if i may where, where's my hat when i need it <laughs> pharrell posits uh happiness is finding a pencil okay so actually but victor frankel did say something about success that's a very similar kind of concept he said the more you aim at it and make it a target the more you're going to miss it for success like happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. So the that's word ensue, Franklin. that's a good one. Ensue. Follows from, yeah. It that's follows really from. Right. Well, which is interesting because I, I just it's read Man's Search for Meaning last year. Mm-hmm. Profound book, by the way. You guys got to read it if you haven't read it. Most of you, maybe many of you have, but I um, it was really, really profound for me. But After I think that's the same up, concept. That's good. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That That's, yeah, I mean, I think that it seemed like to me that you were talking about that as a kind of practice, though, that you... You act in a certain set of ways, and I mean that may or may not correlate with how you feel. Um, so as Christians, so as Christians, what so what is the correlation between happiness and service, or what is the correlation between Christian life and service? Like, is it necessary even to be a Christian? That's the question I want to answer. Like, you know, to function in our church. I mean, we're talking about purpose church, but let's talk about the whole church in general. How do we as as Christian people? Um, what is what is our relationship to service, and what's our what's our uh, responsibility to service? Like, I I have this you know this feeling there's there's kind of a, a broad spectrum of people that are listening. There's people that are just attending, you know. There's people that are kind of here on Sundays, and that's all they can get to because their lives are so crazy. Um, there's people that you know are kind of serving a little bit here and there. They're kind of doing their thing, and then there's the people that are like 100 percent in. And it doesn't mean that the people that are 100 percent in are more healthy than the people that are just making it on Sunday. I'm just saying, like, what's our responsibility as Christians to service? I think that you, I think when you choose to follow Jesus, that's um, your response to um, his grace and his love and what he has done for you is to to be obedient to his word and and to serve. I think love is service. and And even if you don't, want to do it even if it doesn't feel comfortable even if it doesn't make you happy even if you don't want to serve that group of people right like mm-hmm. i mean i think it's like if you if there's somebody in your life who is um frustrating right they're 
They're an interesting person. Are you, what are you saying, Tamika? <laughs> oh, no. Who are you talking but about? But doesn't your <laughs> love you grow <laughs> because you serve them? I mean, it, it kind mm-hmm. of even in a way comes back to our conversation about family. But it's like when you serve somebody, your love for them grows. Yeah. Tim Keller has an amazing story about that. Um, he used to, you know, you guys know who Tim Keller is. You got to check him out. If you haven't listened to his podcast, you got to get on his podcast, read his books. He's a Presbyterian. Uh, which Caleb likes, <laughs> and so anyway, but he um he has the story about him uh, in, when in his early days of ministry he was serving this couple in the church that was the most annoying couple <laughs> in the church, <laughs> and uh, eventually over time after you know years of serving these people these these people moved from the outside of their circle into the inside of their circle and they started loving those people they kind of like the misfits and the the people on the outsides of their church became their inner circle. And they really loved them. They loved to be around them. And they had an opportunity to um, hang out with, you know, to, to like have a free weekend. And Tim was like, why? We should invite that those people over. And his wife's like, really? She's And he's like, well, yeah, I love those people. <laughs> those are my favorite people. So then, so service then becomes love. And I, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Our value is that everyone is designed to serve. And so I think that's so important to hang out there for a little bit, that it's the everyone. It's not just the people who um, look good on stage or who sing well, who, like, like, like Jarrett. Like some of us. Like Jarrett. <laughs> some of us look really good. Um, or who are very intelligent and are, are and also are, look good. Are a professor in a classroom or, or just for whatever that is, that every single person that God created, he designed them to serve. And so what does that look like um, for everybody to yeah. serve? No, I think, I mean, I, that's a great point you're making. I, I, um, I have a story too that I think has to do with how everyone serves because I think a lot of times people get hung up on thinking about, well, you know, Jared's a good musician, so he should sing. I'm not a musician. I'm a passable, so. passable uh, he's musician. A, he's, he's a great. <laughs> <laughs> and Tomiko has a heart for the dispossessed and the oppressed, so she has a calling, but I don't have a mm-hmm. calling, and there's nothing I can do to serve. And and I, I, I one of the things that really strikes me, I my kids go to a school that's um, – attached to a developmentally disabled school um, and, and physically disabled school in Claremont. And um, I go to that school with the kids every day. And the, uh, the kids there are, I think, a really great illustration of how um, everybody serves. And, and, you know, you think about you go you walk through the school and there's kids in wheelchairs getting dropped off by the, um, by the school buses that are out front. And, uh, and most of them are, you know, in, in at least our world sense of it, not able to serve very well like they can't speak or their bodies are broken in some way or they have missing limbs there's a little boy who's just adorable who has like kind of small like i guess kind of like flippers for arms and and he's just beautiful and and you look at the kids like that and you think like how can these people serve you know like these people can't serve like service is something for the gifted or something for the for the you know the intelligent and and what's striking to me is even just talking about them today like I see these kids and I see how God has blessed them with beauty with like spirits that are so gorgeous the smiles that they have on their faces and just the just the 
they just are beautiful pictures of God's love for his people. And not because I like pity them, actually just the opposite. I watch them and they're, they're playing tag in their wheelchairs and I think how they're just like other kids. They just don't have legs that function. Or I watch them do their lessons and I think they're just like my child, only they're not gifted the same way. And, and I think that that's a good illustration of like why and how we serve, that we serve out of our particular giftedness, right? These kids are gifted in certain ways, and they will serve a certain way. And that, you know, they serve me. Every time I walk through them, I'm served by them, right? Like, not because I, like, pity them or I think, oh, it's so sad. It's because I think, no, these people are beautiful. These are beautiful reflectors of God's glory. Mm. So I don't know. Like, I, I think practically what that means for all of us is that everyone can serve because everyone is, and existence is like the most beautiful thing, right? To that's exist good. is to serve. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's the, the kind of the point of the sermon that, that Glenn preached was that everybody is designed to serve. It doesn't matter um, what your giftings are, but um, you know, if you are a person who's in Christ, you are designed uh, in a, for a particular job. It's like in Ephesians, it says that we're, we're designed for works that God has preordained us to do. Um, he provided, he gave us those works and then we're going to do those works. Um, and each one of us is, is designed to serve. So my question is, and my, I guess my challenge for myself and also for people out that are listening, um, is how are you designed to serve and what is it that you're passionate about and how, how can, um, your giftedness serve other people and what does that look like in the kingdom? How can that, how can you expand the kingdom um, and each of us, in, 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 we don't even know what kind of effect that we have, the far-reaching effects. Um, little acts of service go a really, really long way. Um, and so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how, you know, how this new wave uh, in our church and Purpose Church history is going gonna, is gonna, to, you know, inspire new acts of service and new communities that are doing different things and new, um, new services. I'm really excited to see how that, that pans out. So cool. Um, well, that was really good. So that's a great recap for the sermon. Um, this next section that we're going to talk about is your church. So let's get into that. Amazing. Experience. All right. So real quick, this is what we're going to do. Um, there's a great sermon coming up this week, so make sure you check it out. Um, here's another little news bit. March 12th um, at 6 p.m. is going to be our next event at the barn uh, for the young adults. That's going to be a cool thing. We're going to have some discussion. We're going to have some worship. Uh, we're going to have some good coffee, uh, which is probably the most important part, I think, the yeah, good coffee. Uh, without that, there is nothing else. Uh, and then, drinking <laughs> water, it concerns me. There's really, really there's quality. There's no coffee in her. In her. Jared has a 32-ounce coffee. Yeah, that's like, yeah. But we have quality H2O. This is quality H2O. Um, hey, so real quick to um, Tamiko, just as a, so for our church, how can people get involved with Everyone Free? Yeah, we have on March 11th, our Freedom Bag Work Day. So for anybody who's interested in assembling bags that we use um, to give to victims of human trafficking when they come um, out of the life, when they're rescued, um, we assemble bags and pray over them. That's Saturday, March 11th at nine o'clock here at Purpose Church. All right, so that concludes episode one of the Purpose Podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. If you'd like to send us your feedback on today's episode or ask us a good question, you can do so by emailing us at uh, podcast at purposechurch.com. 
You can also follow us on Instagram at Purpose Church at Purpose Pomona. Instagram at Purpose Pomona. Caleb, how can people get a hold of you these days? When they can track, where can they track you down? Are you blogging? Are I, you writing? I am ashamed to say that my only blog is uh-huh. a fashion blog. <laughs> yes, dude. It's at Professing Style. And the blog is www.professingstyle.com. Dude, you can't be ashamed of being fashionable, dude. You can't. Um, I do have a Twitter handle, right but I don't ever use it. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Um, Tamiko, how can people track you down? I am not as stylish. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, everyonefree.org, that's our website. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com forward slash everyone free I guess yeah that's how it uh, and so yeah just you can connect with us that way and, and find out more what we're doing to end human trafficking great the purpose podcast is a purpose studios production for more information on the other shows in the purpose family head on over to purposechurch.com or follow us on facebook or on the purpose website purposechurch.com thanks for listening let's connect on sunday in a small group or a service opportunity let's get deeper For my co-hosts, Caleb Spencer and Tomiko Chacon, we will see you next Sunday or next time on The Purpose Podcast.